Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 27, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First, before I even go further into the markets and so forth, what is on the docket if you're wondering and you're not seeing the email in the morning that comes from on the docket. It's a new publication. If you're not getting it, go to on the docket dot my strategic forecast forward slash subscribe. It's up here in the address bar. Go ahead and register. The email or the newsletter has a different format. This is today's publication. We have a pregame warm up. Thinking pictures, I'm going to put up a chart each and every day, talk about the specific chart. We have recycled tinfoil hat event. What kind of tinfoil hat stuff is on the docket? We have a pop-up. We have Reconomics, where we're going to talk about something relative to current Reconomic events. Economic, for those of you wondering what Reconomics is. Psych Ward, how about Market Psychology? A little snippet each day on market psychology. And that's about it. So I'm going to have interchangeable sections in here. You should get it every morning. And if you're not, sign up on this page, please. Let's start with the bigger picture. We've got the head and shoulders pattern that has a target all the way down to 406.65. It's not going to happen all at once. They're going to make you sweat it out. They're going to go back and forth. There's going to be rip your face off rallies in between. Today, you have a tail candle. What's interesting about today? Well, there's about four or five things in particular interesting about today. A, you have a tail candle. B, you have an on-time type of situation. C, and this was discussed in the live room today. We went over the details. You have what's called market symmetry. And here's where it's part art form, part science. Now, here's the situation. Last night, we talked about home base. They're a little bit extended from home base. We have the rubber band situation. We're at that place when you get extended from home base, the 20-period moving average, where the rubber band gets stretched to the point where it can actually break. Crashes happen from lows, not from highs. The market crashes because the rubber band breaks. Okay, fair enough. What about market symmetry? All right. What if you drew a line from the high that was made July 27th? Remember that date for a second. July 27th. Write that down on a sticky note. And you took a line and you drew it down to the low. And you took that measurement. And then you took another line. And we have one of these ABC things working too. It's not lost on me. They made a lower high, they rallied up, put in that high, and then had another ensuing move lower from that high down to where we are now. When I asked this question from the live trading room, what is the exact number that gives the market the symmetry? Now, I didn't draw it out like this first. I asked the question, I only got one correct answer. Kudos to one of my star students, Eric M. And the thing is, is that this is taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. The exact number is 427.24. 
then somebody might say, and that's what that trend line I just put in there is, somebody might say, well, they're below that, so it didn't work. No, that's not the way it works. It becomes a target on the way down. Generally speaking, you should see some kind of a bounce in and around there under normal garden variety conditions using the standard 80-20 rule. When you look back, let's say the market bounces between now and a few days from now, and it bounces up, let's just say, 50, 60, 70 S&P handles. You look back and say, yeah, symmetry kind of stopped the market from going down, so they spiked it through. So what? They do that kind of stuff all the time. Where did they spike it down to? What were they close to? Well, there was a gap down here. The gap was at 421.82. Today's low happened to be 422.29. They bounced off the gap, put in the tail candle on time situation. That's interesting. But wait. There's more. This was one of those things in the recycled tinfoil hat section of On the Docket this morning. Check this out. Just think about it in terms of a year to start the conversation. So if a circle is 360 degrees, that's about a year. It's close enough. A year is 12 months. Fair enough. Now, you got to pay attention how I work the numbers here. And you really have to have a tinfoil hat to buy into this stuff. Go back to the circle, 360 degrees, divide it by six. What do you get? 60. Why is that important? When was the high? July 27th. How many days ago was that? 60. You could simply say, hey, there's a 60-day cycle. Why do you have to go through all that stuff? Well, is it a 60-day market cycle, meaning market trading days? Or is it a 60-day cycle? And nobody knows what the right answer is. There is no right answer. That's what makes it an art form. When you do some math and you play with some numbers and you come out with stuff that makes sense, when I run numbers like that and then I look back at where the high was and I say, wait a minute, that's 60. And by the way, 360 has a 6. 60 has a 6. And guess what? Divide by 6 has a 6. 666. How you doing? I have two tinfoil hats. By the way, how much did the market go down? I believe through yesterday from the high, about 7%. The market was basically flat today. So it's down about 7% from the high. Any accidents or coincidences? On time type of situation. Tail candle. Some tinfoil hat stuff thrown in. The market stretched. The rubber band is stretched. Are we due for a bounce? And by the way, are they just going to go straight down after breaking the neckline all the way to the target in one shot? They can, but it's unlikely that that actually happens. They never make it that easy. They're not going to make it easy on the bears. They never do. You can take that stuff for what it's worth. Nothing's set in stone. The market doesn't have to turn, but I just gave you a whole list of evidence why we could build a case for some kind of a bounce turn for a few days, a week or so, anything like that. How about bounce back to run another test of the trend line, make an attempt to get to the trend line. Is that possible? Of course it's possible. In the process, they have to issue a conveyor belt of pies in the face to the put holders. How many times have we seen that before? What about inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today from an inside the numbers and a live room perspective? The short answer is yes. So what did we have on the board today? 
Early morning, we had the appearance of a DCB, or Dead Cat Bounce, attempted by the overnight crew. The Zero Dark 30 notes indicate some important places. We'll narrow it down as we get closer to the opening bell. Four and a quarter from yesterday's low, 423.95, which we'll see when we go to the chart. And then 421.82 was the gap they came up short of. They didn't fill the gap. They came up just short of the gap this afternoon. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Remember the no dice number from yesterday, 428. The bulls need to recapture it in order to get anything going in the rescue aisle. Remember, pause them, read them, go back to the chart to double check the work. Reminder, service announcement. Tomorrow will be the last day of the week for Inside the Numbers. Friday is a vacation day. 923, before the opening bell, here's the scoop. 429.10 is overhead resistance. A zone would be 429.10 to 430 for a short scalp. That's if they popped them higher at the open. On the other side, a spike of 427 is the first place of support. Focusing on the top line, 426.95, you can see what happened. That was support. They gave traders the scalp. The high in this candle, for example, was 427.65. Our scalps are five to seven S&P handles. This qualified. We're in the market for base hits with potential. We never know which ones give us the potential, give us the doubles, triples, whoppers, whopper juniors, all that stuff. We're happy to take a base hit. We don't let the remaining or trailing portion of the position go bad on us. That's the methodology we use. Below 427 on candle closes opens the door for Four and a quarter, 0.70, give or take. It actually was a little bit higher than that. There was a gap up there or down there. I have it at 425.85, and you can see what happened. They filled the gap, went right back to 427. Plenty of traders in the live room took that trade. Plenty of traders got paid handsomely very quickly. Ten or so S&P handles in what we call in the trading parlance a flash. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Getting below that gap opens the door for the lows from yesterday. And then remember, 423.95. 423.95 in this area. A bounce, not much of a bounce, but a bounce nonetheless. Another base hit opportunity. It pays to know your numbers. Pause them, read them, go back to the chart to double check the work. Yesterday's low was four and a quarter, 423.95. It's all on the board. It's all here for the taking. Now, if they were to go below that, we had that elusive gap down at 421.82. They bounced in front of it, put in a tail candle, all the other stuff. We had three stocks on the move. We had AU, Costco, and Zion Bank. Costco and Zion didn't do the deal. AU did. It hit its entry target. We'll take a look at the chart. We look at the good, the bad, and the fugly. AU, haircut at the open, blew through everything, back-tested the lower number, and fell away and was officially a stop-out slash shitburger opportunity. The numbers were wrong. That's going to happen today with AU. That was the case. It was just wrong. Stop with 17.10, closing below 17.10 was the stop out. So it was basically up here, wasn't all this stuff. It was a shitburger nonetheless.
What's going on over in Camp IWM? Not much. They got a bounce. The Spiders got a little bounce off the lows today. The IWM had what we call relative strength. They got a bounce. They were basically up all day long. So whether this is going to be a canary in the coal mine for a bigger bounce across all the markets or not remains an open question. But the IWM is my favorite market leading indicator. So you can add this to the bucket of bullish stuff for a bounce situation. Nothing on this longer view has changed whatsoever. This is just a short-term bounce until proven otherwise. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Buttigieg's crew came into the 200-period moving average, the last moving average line of defense. They spiked it. They bounced back above that line at 14.8. Another attempt or a further bounce is not out of the question. Below that 200-period moving average, and that's another trapdoor for another leg lower. What about the Q people? Yeah, they were up about a quarter of 1% today. No great shakes one way or the other, but they did also put in a tail candle. We could also make a case it's an on-time type of situation. Due for a bounce, due for a turn, possible. One way to think about that stuff is, again, the market had an opportunity to go down all afternoon. Instead, they had a bit of a rodeo situation, and they finished relatively flat up in some markets. So therefore, with an opportunity to go down, they chose not to, and all that other stuff we talked about, the evidence begins to build. Is it a fake-out operation? Well, time will tell, but the evidence builds for a bounce. What about the financials in the XLF? Also tried to put in a tail candle today. Below all the moving averages, that's a negative thing. Can they rally back up to at least test the underside of, for example, the 100-period moving average, which is the first one in the sequence, the purple line? And the answer is, of course they can. Weekly chart, no real change. Markets go up, markets go down. Below all the moving averages or below a three out of the four, no good. Below the fourth, below the 200-period moving average on the weekly chart, and this big bearish wedgish channel thing begins to move lower. You break these lows and the floodgates opens up for 26.65 or lower. Smash Mouth tried to bounce. This is a weekly chart. Let's go over to the daily chart. Again, same routine, but all in all, you could say two things. You could say they put in a tail candle, finished decently on the day. Can they bounce? Yeah, but then you could also say they're just putting in a bearish flaggish pattern down here near the lows. Just because they put in a tail today doesn't mean jack shit. You could say both those things. Now I'm going to get the comments. Yeah, market could go up, market could go down. What do we need you for? Exactly. I'm giving you all the evidence to narrow down which the higher probability thing is. Some of you just can't see it that way. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.